So this is more of a commentary on a poem-ish thing I wrote on January 22, 2021. So I will I will read and then comment, I guess. Fandom. So this is what fandom feels like. A breath caught in suspension. Stroking a hand down the spine of a book last read 10 years ago or more. I have a feeling that book is The Lord of the Rings. And I was, I think my sister just got her special boxed anniversary edition. And instead of opening it and reading it, I was just kind of stroking down the spine and freaking out like, um, like a geek. Okay, the ninth doctor saying coward any day. One of my favorite lines from the ninth doctor from Doctor Who. The tenth singing out, oh yes, hooray for tenant. And of course, Jack Harkness, just Jack Harkness because he's so uh, hot and uh, and and if you watch him, you just kind of keep takes your breath away, especially when he's wearing blue shirts because his eyes are so blue. Helm's deep standing tall, Asgiliath fallen, the one ring destroyed, Frodo and Sam at the end of all things. So, of course, Lord of the Rings with, I am so sleepy today. Lord of the Rings references, they're important. They are what started this whole poemish thing. Fandom is not screaming. I take that back for Dimash Kodaiber again. Fandom is screaming. And Dimash is one of my latest discoveries because of my sister. And he does have a song called Screaming. I assume this is why I made references. Fandom is not always screaming. Not always merchandise shoveled into a home onto display cabinets. I think I had just been shown around a home with one or two display cabinets with um, merchandise. And it was, it was beautiful, but it doesn't always look like that. Fandom can be a silence, a reverent peace that comes with remembering how a book, a line, a sound shaped you. All that you are all that you were, all that you will become. And I remember thinking it was funny. I know I am absolutely not differentiating between the words of the thing and the, you know, commentary. Sorry, I I guess. But I remember when I wrote this, it was funny because whenever I see a Pinterest or Tumblr post that says, oh, you know, Percy Jackson shaped my childhood and taught me uh, what what can Percy Jackson teach you? Uh, Greek mythology, but also, I don't know, friendship and um, how to stand up for people. And I thought that was, I thought that, like, I mean, like, yes, maybe. I just didn't connect until I caught myself just spending time with a box set of The Lord of the Rings and just sitting there and flashing back on all these uh, mom reading to us at night and me and my sister, my twin sister reading back and forth to each other because mom would fall asleep, especially when uh, Treebeard or Fangorn Forest was there because 
there's so much description in those chapters, to be fair. Um, but being very young and very new to words, I guess. And uh, this was our first, no, 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 sorry. This was our third fantasy set. We had Narnia and then the Pridane Chronicles and then the Lord of the Rings. And it's the most elaborate one so far. So we did not get bored. But all those hours of of reading, of being read to, of reading outside the eye doctors or the dentists or, you know, just reading everywhere to each other. Now that really did shape um, so much of my life. So, um, so I guess, you know, books, not in the same way that people would post about it, but books really did shape so much of my life. Narnia, Pridane, Middle-earth, see, in order. Prince Edward Island, the Anne books, the Anne of Green Gables by Ellen Montgomery books. That's Ruth's favorite. Oh, should not have said her name, should I? That's my twin sister's favorite series, or not favorite. She loves it very much. I got her the whole set when she was moving out to get married. The Chocolate Factory, of course, Willy Wonka. HMS Ulysses by Alistair MacLean was our entrance into Alistair MacLean's uh, collection of novels, which I think we have completed. They are all wonderful. Special mention HMS Ulysses, um, South by Javahead, Guns of Navarone, and, oh man, uh, the Secret Ways, I think, is the uh, UK title, and The Last Frontier would be the US title. So those are his first four books, and they are beautiful, they're brilliant, and they're very important in his writing journey, because right after The Secret Ways, which was a deeply compassionate look at the East and the West, and how the East should not be close to the West, which is very interesting to write about in the middle of the Cold War, because such was the time. And after the backlash from that book, he never quite wrote the same way again. And it's my personal, um, my personal opinion that his writing heart was broken. And every time I read his sets of books, I try to read them in order of publishing. I still feel that. You really feel the difference between book four and then book five onwards. Merci beaucoup, Valjean and Dantes, who wrote The World and Revolutions to my 12-year-old eyes. So our parents got us uh, Les Miserables and The Count of Monte Cristo for our 12th birthday. I think it's our 12th birthday because we got the Lord of the Rings for our 10th birthday. And I, uh, Les Miserables, just ate into my bones. I honestly believe it's why I tend to be a maverick and a bit of a revolutionary sometimes because you cannot read about those kinds of troubles and trials and tribulations of people at 12 years old and not think you have a bigger part to play, which is funny because my twin sister did not feel that way. So that completely um, debunks my, my entire statement, which is, you know, that you cannot 
read a book at that age, that book at that age and not come away a revolutionary. But, um, and then Dantes, Edmund Dantes turned the entire world over to get his own kind of justice. And I think just that, that idea of rewriting the world according to your convictions, which is a big theme of the ABC and the Les Miserables, and then of course Edmond Dantes, I think it rewrote me and the way I saw the world, and I never stopped being a revolutionary. And honestly, the more I look at my parents' backgrounds, the more I understand that I was kind of born to be a revolutionary, which is, again, funny because my twin sister has none of those um, bones in her body. She gave them all to me in the womb. And and I think we are very happy where we are. That's it. I guess that that was, that was the messiest one so far. I am rambling. Um, thank you for listening. Love E.